This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code REALSIMPLE at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Hi, I'm Sarah Humphreys, the executive editor of Real Simple, a busy stepmother of two, and an amateur cook who loves to cook but has lots of questions. And I'm Sarah Karnasevich, the food editor of realsimple.com, a professional cook and a working mom who tries to give you all the answers. Welcome to Things Cooks Know, the weekly podcast where the professional cook, that's Sarah Kay, shares insider advice and secrets that the busy amateur cook, that's me, can use in her own kitchen with her own family. Okay, so today we're talking about bananas. It's kind of random. Kind of. But they're pretty (laughs) handy food. Yeah, and it's one of these things that people just sort of seem to always have around in their kitchen, right? Like it's And they're always at the corner deli, like right. or at a gas station. No matter what, you can always find a banana. Yeah, basically. So besides just like peeling them and eating them monkey style, we thought we'd talk a little bit about, you know, what the story is with bananas. Yeah, let's do it. And I think, you know, first of all, of course, they are very nutritious. So let's sing their praises to start yeah. in terms of So why what why with. banana versus Malamars? we could really debate that let me tell you they're i think the thing that everyone knows about them in terms of vitamins is they're really packed with potassium so um and that's it helps regulate blood pressure and things like that and you sort of can't go wrong it's one of the most potassium packed foods out there and you know they're also like super convenient they're sort of self-contained you can throw them in your bag and they're pretty durable they're not going to get smashed or unless you have some really huge books. Right. Unless you're you're lugging like encyclopedias. But they have they kind of come in their own packaging. As we talk about it real simple, sometimes they're also a really good neighbor. Like you put them next to another uh, fruit or veg. Yeah. Like so they can if you store them together with other things like um, like avocados, uh, like in a bowl or in a bag, avocados or tomatoes, the gas that they give off while they're ripening bananas helps ripen other things too. So yep, it's if you want to like quicken up ripening some avocados that are really hard when you bring them home from the store, you can just make sure that you cozy them up to your bananas and that'll speed up the process. And then, you know, the other thing is that no matter what stage of ripeness they're in, there's sort of something you can do with a banana at every point in time. So whether you like to eat them kind of green and hard or you like them mushy, there's something you can do with them at every step along the way. Yeah, that's really nice. You're not having to seize the moment. Yeah. So what about bananas plain? I mean, how do you how do you feel about them? Let's really, you know, let's start revealing some secrets here. I will confess I'm actually not a banana lover. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that the banana is like the most popular fruit in America, I think. Really? I don't know the exact stats, but I'm pretty confident about that, that more people like bananas than any other fruit um, or consume more bananas. But it will never be the first thing I pick to just kind of like eat out of hand. I don't really love the texture of just a plain banana. I get that they're super convenient, but it's not it's not my go-to. But that said, I really like using bananas in other things. I think they can be like really handy as a sweetener or an add-in to other dishes. I I have a lot of um, experience with banana peels uh, uh-huh. because <laughs> whenever we're on the road, driving you have somewhere, a life as a comedian that I don't know about. Oh my god. <laughs> 
the kids always, you know, if we stop at a gas station, like, to fill up, and they're like, I'm hungry, we always, like, get a banana. So they yeah. get a banana, and they, they, every single time I hear, Sarah, Sarah, and they, and I look in the back seat, and they're holding the banana by its end after, you know, they, eat, they used eaten banana peel and they call me trash girl which should be, oh my god I should maybe like work on the respect this is like a the Cinderella level of story. stepmother respect <laughs> that I'm not getting but anyway they dangle it in front of me from the back seat they're like trash girl trash girl <laughs> and I kind of love it so I always I end up handling a lot of banana used bananas and eating bananas peels. floppy floppy kind of clammy cold peels but my favorite thought about a banana is that Besides the floppy peel, the current current issue with bananas is that back when I worked for Martha Stewart, so this is probably like eight years ago or so, she had this saying that she said with like full on authority. Like um, in meetings or like out in public? Uh, mostly in meetings. It only it happened once because we were doing a story and we had a banana in one of our recipes. And she looked at the team and she just declared, bananas are a stupid fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, made us remove the banana. And I've never understood why she thought they were a stupid fruit. Right. But, you know, it's just lore. It's everybody talks about it. I guess bananas are, can be kind of lowbrow and Martha. I guess. Bananas are, bananas are a stupid fruit. So I never had, like, the guts to actually drill down with her and ask her why she thought that way. Very plebeian. I just, I just whisked the banana out of her sight <laughs> and moved on. But I always think about that. Bananas are a stupid fruit. I disagree, though. You like the banana? Well, I mean, I, I, I like the idea of a banana. I'm not, like, a huge banana person either. I am in baked goods, however. So let's, let's talk about when you're selecting bananas. Okay. So, I mean, the key that I think that's like makes it pretty easy in terms of buying bananas is that you don't have to obsess about ripeness in some of the same ways that you do when you're selecting other fruit because bananas, you know, they're, they can be picked when they're still green and brought home while they're still green. And they'll write, like we said, they'll ripen in your home. You know, everyone, I think, has that kind of like their own personal sweet spot when they think the banana is at its best eating point. And, you know, you might be on the like slightly firm and green end of the spectrum or the like spotty. Mm, no spots. Oh, no see, way. I'm <laughs> definitely pro spots. Once there's spots, I'm like, these are done. <laughs> Throw them out. <laughs> you know, and there are, if you want to get nitty gritty, I mean, there are there are multiple kinds of bananas, though I think most people, the you know, the ones that you encounter most in the supermarket are called Cavendish. I think that's the, the mm. name of the banana. And I don't think most stores really carry a variety. But if you wanted to look around, you might find some others. Um, there are sort of smaller, fatter ones that are called Manzano, I think. And they have kind of like a thicker skin. And there's a one that's also called like the ladyfinger banana, which is again a little petite, mm. a very sweet banana. But Cavendish is your regular like kind of chiquita run of the mill. It's funny that banana. bananas don't have a bunch of varieties. I think of like every other fruit, the way everything has like exploded into a million different types and hybrids and all that. And bananas are pretty much bananas. Well, you know, and I think bananas are still pretty much like a pretty industrial product. Like mm -hmm. these like big banana, these large scale growers. So I don't know that if it's it's like broken down into that kind of like specialized mm -hmm, banana. Mm -hmm. We haven't gotten like boutique banana right, boutique growers. Bananas. Yeah. So that's sort of what you're finding. So I guess, you know, you can always you can try and buy bananas at that sweet spot, but the truth is it's probably better to just buy them a little bit green, a little bit firm, and then let them 
age to the place where you want them. Yep, yep. And then when you when they turn when they start to turn speckly and brown, mm-hmm. in my opinion, they're just done. But I mean, it's you know, at some point, that's when you're gonna you're gonna use them for other things. Yeah. Right? So that's when you're going to either like use them right away. So you could throw them in a smoothie. Or you could decide then and there that you're going to make some banana bread or something like that. Or if you want to keep them to cook with at a later time, you can freeze. They actually freeze very well. And I think people don't necessarily think about that. Do you take them out of their, out of their peels? It's easier to do that because then you don't have oh, to like, like kind of slice off a frozen the peel. Banana. Yeah. I mean, I have done that before when I'm really just like th- throwing in the, in the freezer and running out the door. But it's better to peel them and store them that way because then you don't have to deal with them. Okay. And if you you have a cool trick for if you need ripe so, bananas right away. Right. So if you want to ripen your bananas to use them in banana bread or something like that, but you're dealing with some kind of hard green bananas, you don't have a, you know aged bananas ready to go, you can actually put them on a baking sheet in the oven, a very low oven. We're not talking about like a 400-degree oven, like 250, just in their skins on a baking sheet. You're kind of just speeding up that process. Wow. And for like 15, 20 minutes, it doesn't have to be, you're not really cooking them. You're just kind of like. You're like incubating them. Yes, exactly. And then you let it cool down and you peel them and they'll be softer and sweeter. Okay. And then when is it actually too ripe? Like when is it just beyond you shouldn't be using it for anything? When it's like really black and starting to liquefy. Oh, you mean the thing that I find at the bottom of my stepson's bag yes. all the time? Yes. If you can't oh. peel it and have any structural integrity, yeah. then it's probably time to go. I completely know what you're talking about. <laughs> you basically stick your hand end in yeah. the backpack and you just hope for it. You don't know what yeah. you're getting. And it comes out. And sometimes you know what it is and sometimes you don't. But I've definitely seen the black liquefied banana. <laughs> okay. So we want to talk a little bit about what you can do with bananas beyond eating them just straight. But first, let's have a word from our sponsor. So do you have a website? <laughs> I so don't. <laughs> Wait, you're not coding? I, I'm not. I'm not yet coding. No, I know. I don't even have. I don't even have my own domain name. But you just I'm got married, didn't you? I got married like a year ago, and I did actually consider making a wedding website. And I asked my most tasteful, evolved friend that I know, who had just gotten married, and she actually recommended using Squarespace for the wedding website. And it was—it looked easy enough for even you to handle. Even me, <laughs> until I realized I just didn't have enough information to actually make a website. But hers was really, really beautiful. No, it is really great. I have been using it to update my Stone Age personal website, <laughs> the Flintstones website. Which, yeah, which was last tended to in, I think, about 2006. So it is older than my child and definitely needs a refresh. <laughs> I would be getting nowhere if it weren't for Squarespace. It makes it really easy. If we have convinced you that it's easy enough to build your own website, and if we can do it, you can do it. You can start building your own website today at squarespace.com. Enter the offer code real simple at checkout and you'll get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. So we're back talking about bananas. We've talked about, you know, whether we like to eat them straight or not. But there are a million things you can do with them besides besides that. Mm-hmm. So we would love to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, so you can you can add them, obviously, to smoothies or milkshakes. And this is especially great if you are thinking ahead and freezing those chunks of ripe bananas when they're sort of getting past their prime in your fruit bowl. They're a really great natural sweetener. So if you want to add sweetness to a morning smoothie or like a green smoothie without 
adding sugar or honey or maple syrup or anything like that. A whole banana, you know, sort of the same way that you would with dates or things like that that I think are really popular well, right now. Also, bananas have are like a thickener too, yeah, right? Yeah, so they'll give it a creamy consistency, which is really nice, like without adding more dairy or anything to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, you, if you're not adding too much, it's not an overpowering flavor. If you add like two bananas, it's just going to be a banana, <laughs> banana smoothie. But there's sort of, you know, half a banana, three quarters of a banana, you'll be okay. You can, I mean, I there was this thing that sort of took over the internet, I feel like, uh, in the last couple of years where it's like, you know, one ingredient ice cream, basically, oh, if you yeah, put I'd frozen completely. bananas. Have you tried that, by the way? I've never done it. I've you tried it. it. Yeah, someone, because someone at work, this was a couple of years ago, someone at work, like, quote unquote, discovered it, uh-huh. meaning it hadn't gone completely viral yet. Yeah. And she did it and brought it in. And what do you think? I mean, it was it was frozen smushed bananas. Like <laughs> You're like, this is an I, ice listen, cream. Like, it's like people, you know, you can fool yourself into thinking anything <laughs> if you're on a diet, I guess. But no, it's not. Okay, cream. we'll use the but it is, term ice cream with air quotes around it. Right. Yeah. Ice cream-like. Yeah. It so was ice cream-like. It's like exceptionally thick, blended frozen bananas that takes on sort of an ice and cream And it's consistency. literally just blending yes. bananas. For a long, long, you know, until they get so smooth and creamy that it's kind of like ice cream. Yep. And I don't know. Maybe you can pull one over on your kids. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> like, what is this? I like to, because I like really black and speckly bananas. We're so opposite. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. You just uh, you can mash them up and put them on some toast, like a spread, almost like just a jam. Oh, like in the new avocado cutter yeah, toast. Exactly, with heard banana. Drizzle it with some honey, like a, a hot honey. You know, they make those hot honeys that are like infused with pepper. Mm-hmm. That's really good on Ooh, mashed that's a good banana. Idea. You can slice them up and add it to pancake batter, sort of classic banana pancakes. Mm-hmm. We do that, and we actually. Like, you, you pour the pancake batter into the griddle. Mm-hmm. Then you put the sliced bananas on top yep. on the side that hasn't That's cooked up. yet. And then you flip it. And I always put oh, some butter in the pan. And it, it actually, like, caramelizes. Yeah, it's almost like fried banana. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Same kind of thing, like mashing it up. You can put add that to some oatmeal to sweeten it and give it a kind of a nice. It's a different kind of, you know, rather than just your average berries in the oatmeal. It's kind of just a nice sort of creamy, sweet punch. Do you stir it, like stir it in? How do you, or you yeah. like blob it on top? No, I usually stir it in. I mean, depending on how mushed I've made it, I'll stir it in and then like add a little bit of maple syrup or some almonds or something like that. It's yeah. good. And then, you know, there are some savory things that you can do with bananas too. I know it's not probably the first thing that comes to mind, but you can kind of fry some bananas, like you're saying, in mm-hmm. some in some butter and serve that alongside like roast pork or you can add some to a spicy curry or a little bit of like a punch of sweetness. Again, it's all about sort of balance. You don't want to make like a banana curry, but a little bit in there with the vegetables is a nice note. You can mash it up in a batter, like a hush puppy batter with some sweet corn or things like that in the summer for kind of a, a sweet and savory hush puppy so, you know, it's worth playing around with. It's not just banana bread, bread though we love banana we bread. We do, and I want to end on that. But before we do that, I was also just thinking about two other classic banana dishes 
that I think kind of deserve a little bit of a comeback. One is bananas flambe, which mm-hmm. my dad used to make me for dessert, but he I don't think he actually did any flambe <laughs> at all. I don't actually really know what he did, but he He would loves just call them. it bananas flambe. He may have actually I, I don't he, to, I don't remember like a big flame, you know, coming off of the skillet, but he he loved it and I, you know, and I I liked it cuz he he made it yeah. for me. And banana splits. Banana splits. Yeah. I mean, come on. I don't even really like them. I like the idea of them. I like everything that. Well, if you add them. all of those things together. Oh my god! Just, yeah. So good. I mean, I think that'd be such a fun, like, dessert for like a, a family dinner one night with like right. another family on like, a total a Saturday surprise. Night. Yeah, completely. So anyway, let's let's talk about banana bread for a second, though, because, I mean, it's just like it's such a universally loved thing. Yeah, and everyone has a recipe, right? Or non-recipe, or non-recipe. Yes. yes. Okay, well, you talk to me about your recipe. Well, I just, I like mine to be very moist. That means using some kind of, like, buttermilk or yogurt as a dairy component. And I like a real brown sugar flavor, so more brown sugar than white sugar. And I like it with chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's not sometimes that takes away from the like banana essence, but yeah, nice big chunks of dark chocolate in it. You need like a little chunkiness in your banana bread. So yeah. whether that comes through from chocolate or a nut. Oh, and I agree, but also for that reason I like to not mash the bananas too finely or, you know, sort of mash half of them super finely so mm-hmm. it really gets incorporated into the batter, but I like to have distinct banana chunks. So there's a supermarket near us up in Massachusetts where we go. And the other day I picked up a banana bread from the bakery section. I just thought, ah, oh, why not? Mm-hmm. And I took a slice and I was like, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> it is so, it's cake. It, I mean, it's, it's yeah. so beyond bread. It has coconut in it. It has walnuts. And it has white chocolate chips. Oh, my God. It's so sweet. Yeah, that my teeth. It's just actually yeah. Like I, so, so I will actually say I for, I had I ate basically the entire loaf within one day because <laughs> I just was like this is so good and then I'm kind of done with it. Like it's so sweet. But speaking of sweet, our family recipe is a non recipe and it it involves my husband and my stepson just throwing crap into a bowl and mixing. So. <laughs> You know, they just like they're like, oh, here's some flour. Oh, here's whatever, and it just kind of turns into this like, I don't know. Every every time it's different. They're but like, what yeah, they do, this looks good. This looks good, but they do add so much brown sugar. I don't think they even use white sugar. I think they only use brown. So it's basically like a sticky toffee pudding, uh-huh. <laughs> baked with, <laughs> baked with bananas, <laughs> and it's pretty good. You have to eat it with a spoon. Well, I like the the grocery store version. It's the use of coconut. That is something that yeah. sometimes I'll like toast some coconut and put that on the top, and that gives like a nice little crunch. Yeah, but, but do, you know, do it dark is... chocolate instead of white chocolate. Though. Yeah, yeah, and not too much. Like you don't need to put a cup of chocolate. In right. There. It's just really just enough to get like a one or two bites in a slice. It doesn't yeah. need to take over. But I like that manner of cooking. Like, I'm excited that your stepson is getting oh, yeah. some exposure to cooking without recipes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, not from me, but, you know, they, they'll, they'll uh, one time they forgot, they put in powdered sugar instead of flour. So. Oh, awesome. Whoops. I <laughs> <laughs> you know, just don't know what they're doing, but it's funny. Anyway, so we'll, we'll end on that with banana cake, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today for Things Cooks Now. We're produced by Kristen Meinzer and edited by Tim Einenkel. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on iTunes. And for a million more great cooking tips and tricks and banana tricks, head to realsimple.com. If you have topics you'd like us to cover next time, you can tweet them to us at Sarah P. Humphreys or at SQ Karn. We'll be back next week. <laughs>